In this episode, I will review Jenna McCurdy's new book. I will discuss what I liked, disliked, and any lessons I got from the book. Before we get into the review, I just wanted to briefly mention a cool company that I'm partnering with. It's called MyFollow.com. MyFollow.com. Yeah, let's get into it. Do you like animals, specifically sea turtles, penguins, sharks? I say this because I wanted to find an organization that provides awareness over these animals, something that catches your eye, like a bracelet. And I couldn't find an organization until I came across my fahlo.com myfollow.com and they have great bracelets to choose from specifically on animals that are on the endangered species list so they have a sea turtle bracelet penguin bracelet shark bracelet elephant bracelet polar bear bracelet orca bracelet and now they just dropped the lion bracelet now these are great bracelets to help educate people on wildlife and excite them about the conversation for these particular animals. So my follow partners with nonprofit organizations, specifically like the Save the Elephants, Polar Bear International, etc., and provide real animals to track. It's pretty cool. I have the sea turtle bracelet, the shark bracelet, and the elephant bracelet, and they came with a card to track those specific animals and I can see where my turtle is in the ocean as well as where my shark is and then also my elephant it is pretty cool and I I love that so go to myfellow.com it's my f-a-h-l-o.com order some awesome bracelets and then when you're about to check out use my coupon code johnny j-o-h-n-n-y-y-i-m to save 15% off your order. Again, the coupon code is J-O-H-N-N-Y-Y-I-M-20 to save 15%. I do get commission if you use my coupon code, but the most important thing is making more people aware of these endangered animals. So go to myfile.com, order some awesome bracelets. I mean, I have the pink shark bracelet, the white elephant bracelet and then also a green sea turtle bracelet they are fire and i'm gonna probably get the lion bracelet so get yours use my coupon code save 15 percent, and provide awareness of these endangered animals what is this book about so this is a memoir, a biography over Janet McCurdy's life. If you don't know who Janet McCurdy is, she acted and played in really some good shows and movies. And her well-known one is Carly, and then also Sam and Cat. She did a really good job in those shows, but those shows, specifically Carly, really propelled her to child stardom and... She talks about that. So this book is specifically over how child stardom took over her life. And she didn't really want to be a child star. She didn't want to be popular. She just wanted to be a kid. She talks about her struggle with being a child actor. And she also talks about eating disorders, addiction, and a complicated relationship with her mother. Her mother abused her emotionally, verbally, and physically, and she talks a lot about how that affected her for her career, 
as well as her mental health and her physical health later on in her life. At the time of my previous episode called My Thoughts on Jenna McCurdy's new book, I'm Glad My Mom Died, the book was sold out everywhere about about two and a half weeks later. Right now, the books are back in stock at bookselling retailers like Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million, Walmart, Target, etc. I thought the book would take longer to come in, but I'm glad they were able to make them pretty quickly. Two and a half weeks is pretty quick. Uh, so get your copy. You can get your physical copy because this book is great. So when it's available in my library or even on my library app where I can get free ebooks as well as audiobooks, it's called Libby. I'm going to get this book. I'm going to get this book in audio version. I want to hear the story and see what I miss. My hope is that she might add, Jenna McCurdy, add more information that is not in the book, but we'll see. And I really can't wait to listen to that audio version. So the biggest thing before I get into this review is don't judge the title. I know the title is very controversial. However, I absolutely love it. And actually, the title made me want to read the book. Now, Janet provides a great reason conclusion in the last chapter of the book on why she named it that way. This is an excerpt from the book on page 303. So why do we romanticize the dead? Why can't we be honest about them, especially moms? They're the most romanticized of anyone. Moms are saints, angels by merely existing. No one could possibly understand what it's like to be a mom. Men will never understand. Women with no children will never understand. No one but moms know the hardship of motherhood. And we non-moms must heap nothing but praise upon moms because we lowly, pitiful non-moms are mere peasants compared to the goddess we call mothers. Maybe I feel this way now because I viewed my mom that way for so long. I had her up on a pedestal and I know how detrimental that pedestal was to my well-being and life. That pedestal kept me stuck, emotionally stunted, living in fear, dependent in a near constant state of emotional pain and without the tools to even identify that pain, let alone deal with it. My mom didn't deserve her pedestal. She was a narcissist. She refused to admit she had any problems despite how destructive those problems were to her entire family my mom emotionally mentally and physically abused me in ways that will forever impact me the next paragraph is very descriptive on what she did physically she did exams on certain body parts on janet's body that i will not provide in this podcast or episode and if you want to read it definitely check out page 303 in the book but i'm going to skip that paragraph and go to the next one when I was six years old, she moved me into a career I didn't want. I'm grateful for the financial stability that career has provided me, but not much else. I was not equipped to handle the entertainment industry and all of its competitive rejection, stakes, harsh realities, fame. I needed that time, those years, to develop as a child. To form my identity, to grow, I can never get those years back. When I read that the first time, I was like, fuck, holy shit. But the next paragraph is even more powerful. Here it is. She taught me an eating disorder when I was 11 years old, an eating disorder that robbed me of my joy and any amount of free spiritness that I had. Drop the mic. I'm going to leave. Bye.
No, I'm just kidding. And I just want to provide that paragraph, those couple paragraphs from page 303. Also, it's it's crazy. In an interview, she mentions this. She wouldn't have written the book at all if her mom was still alive. She would be still dictated and controlled by her. That honesty, though. I mean, this book was straight up her honesty. Spitfire. I fucking loved it. But dang. That's why I love this book. Because Jenna McCurdy doesn't fucking care. She provides an honest perspective on her life. And that's why I love it. And that's why she provided the title. I'm glad my mom died. Because she would still be doing something she hates. And wouldn't want that at all. If her mom was still alive. With her mom dead. She can now do something she loves. And have control again. So Janet is glad her mom is dead. And that's why she named the title. All right, let's get into the review. My review. So, wow. Holy fuck. I don't want to read any more books because this one was so good. So over the last couple years, I've read a shit ton of books. I read about almost 200 to 300 pages a day. Uh, and that started from, honestly, a page a day. And I'll talk a little bit about that in another episode. But it started from me just reading a page a day. Now it has developed to me reading almost 200, 300 pages a day. But I, to be honest with you, couldn't find a book that really was this good. And I, I honestly haven't. You know, and that's why I really don't want to read anymore. Because this one was so fucking powerful. You know, uh, it was written really well. Stories were great and provided a powerful message. Also provided an insight on topics that I've had issues with or, you know, haven't had experience with. And that's eating disorders and a mom that's abusive, verbally and emotionally. And when I was finished with reading this book, I, I didn't really cry during reading the book, honestly. Because uh, I think I was going way too fast and I was reading at such a fast pace because I just couldn't stop reading the book and then after i was done i actually processed everything i kind of read through it a little bit more like reread it uh, a couple chapters like especially the first couple chapters i started bawling my eyes out i i just it was such a good fucking book so highly suggest reading it honestly it was a really good book what did i like so first thing is the writing was phenomenal this is definitely what she wanted to do for a while. And from this book, I felt like she wrote it a while ago, to be honest with you, a couple years ago. And she was waiting until the right time to publish it, probably until COVID kind of went down. And I think August 9th, 2022 was a great time to publish it. Let's be honest here. Her acting is subpar. And I could kind of tell that from iCarly. Even though she was 13 years old, I could tell that she didn't really want to act. Acting was forced on her by her mom, a dream that wasn't even Jeanette's. Jeanette wanted to be a normal kid, and that never happened. Especially after iCarly became so popular, many of the fans wanted autographs, pictures uh, with Jeanette McCurdy, and she hated that. She hated how popular she became and she honestly didn't want it 
She would rather give it to someone else. She just wanted to stay home and didn't want to really do anything. And that was a crazy story that she provided in the book. And so her writing was really good because she began the book in an eight-year-old's perspective with the signs of abuse from her mother. Now, the awesome part is that she doesn't say she was abused, but she provides stories of her mom abusing Jeanette, Jeanette's brothers, and also the dad. Jeanette doesn't know that the abuse is occurring, but you can see these subtle red flags throughout that are popping here and there in the first couple chapters. Now, this comes full circle at the end of the book in her 30-year perspective. She realizes she was abused, and you can feel that impact while reading the chapters at the end of the book. When Jeanette finds out she was abused, you also, the reader, also realize she was abused. She realizes uh, she was abused when her counselor was like, that's abuse, Jeanette, after Jeanette told the counselor a story of her mom allowing Jeanette to calorie restrict what yes it really did happen and then that made Jeanette go into eating disorder anorexia which is starving yourself and then also bulimia which is purging eating all you can eat and then going to the bathroom and forcing yourself to vomit she experienced that for the next 11 years and now she's trying to get help specifically on that. And that's what how she ends the book, which is such a powerful way to end the book. She provides a lot of insight specifically on getting help with an eating disorder specialist as well as a counselor. So with her writing, I really liked how she structured this book. All the authors I've read do not do this besides James Patterson, which is a prolific, high best-selling author who has written a lot of good books like Run, Rose, Run, Horsewoman, etc. However, James Patterson writes the books in a way where he writes the chapters in about one to six pages in all of his books. And I really like that. And I have not found an author who does that until I met Jenna McCurdy. She writes the books in that form. Her shortest chapters a page, her longest chapters about six to seven pages. And I love that. Here's my reason why. So chapters shouldn't be 40 pages. I'm going to be honest with you. It has to be clear and succinct. And my example and my reasoning is here is like this. You wouldn't have a run-on sentence, you know, that is 30, 40 words. Some people do it. You're reading it and you need a breath. You need a break. The same with chapter, right? You need a break, especially after 40 pages. You're like, oh, okay, come on, get with the story, provide it, come on, provide the punch. And some people just don't provide that punch or the pump line or provide it as succinct as they possibly could, and they should. It shouldn't just drag on like a run-on sentence. Like you need a breath. You need to get a cup of water. You needed to go to bed, etc. Like for me, I read chapter. I read by the chapter. So I'll read a chapter and then I'll stop. For example, the Sarah J. Moss books. I read a chapter. I'll be reading for three hours. Oh, there's the next chapter. Okay. I love Sarah J. Moss. 
but the chapters are so fucking long. Now, a lot of people, you know, might not notice this or don't really care, but for me, I feel like a succinct and clear chapter is the best way to go, and you can do this in any genre. I guarantee it, and definitely should do it. You don't do a run-on sentence for 30 words. All right, you might do a compound sentence, might do a couple simple sentences, etc. But you wouldn't do a sentence for 40 words. My question is, why would you do a chapter for 40 fucking pages? And I wonder why many of these authors are doing that. Get to the point, make it succinct, and I think the book is going to be a lot better. And this is why I love Jenna McCurdy's book, is the short chapters, her stories are succinct, and they provide the overall arc and message behind the book eating disorders, and uh, child stardom, and then also an abusive mom. The other part I like about this book is how she describes the abuse that her mother did to her. Her mom was a hoarder, experienced issues with her own mom, and had a ton of insecurities. But this was uh, this book portrayed in that she put those insecurities toward her own children and husband. The crazy thing is she didn't work and was wondering why there wasn't enough money the dad worked two jobs to pay for all the bills and then she was like why are you so lazy and why aren't you home are you cheating on me well he has two jobs so he's not going to be home he's not cheating on you and it comes around full circle at the end when Jeanette realizes that her dad is not her real dad yeah so her dad mentions or basically says hey Jeanette I am not your father. And he basically mentioned that the children, the like the brothers are not either. And basically providing information that her mom was having an affair for several years. And none of the kids are dads. Damn. Holy fuck. What is the thing I didn't like? I didn't have anything I didn't like. It was actually one of the best books I've ever read. And also, it is the best biography book ever. Hands down. Even better than Magnolia Story by Joanna and Chip Gaines. This is a power couple who started the HGTV show called Fixer Upper. They live in Waco, Texas. And now have a pretty good size shopping mall that I really want to go to called Magnolia market if you ever read this book this is also a great book to check out as well and i'll be reviewing this book very shortly on this podcast jenna mccurdy's book is better than that and i was like there's no way in hell a book could be better than magnolia story but jenna mccurdy's book definitely beat that and i am really glad it did so what is a couple of lessons that i learned in this book and the one, the big one that I've learned in this one is that mo- verbal emotional abuse is real. I discussed this in more depth in my prior episode, my thoughts on Jenna McCurdy's new book. I'm glad my mom died. So check out that for more information on my thoughts on verbal abuse. And I also discuss on what it is. In short, it affects an individual's health. On page 301, this is what Jenna has to say about an iCarly rebuke. I know I say to Miranda, but th- this is the uh, one of the major characters in the iCarly show. Uh, Miranda is one of Jenna McCurdy's friends, 
and also is uh, one of the best friends in the iCarly show. But there are things more important than money. And my mental health and happiness fall under that category. Drop the mic, ladies and gentlemen. Jen McCurdy just dropped a dime sentence right there. You know, to be honest with you, Jen McCurdy drops a lot of great sentences in this book. And they're scattered all throughout the book. And to be honest with you, that's why I really like this book. I mean, that's like, that's a dime. That's a dime sentence. My mental health and happiness fall under that category. Those things are mar- far more important than money. Amen. Fuck yes. I agree. I definitely agree. So Janet needs to recover and focus on her health, her mental health. It's as important as physical health. You have to work on both. Now, the biggest thing what I learned from that is also if you have a job or career that you don't really care for or it's like putting you down or even making you depressed, I would say, honestly, find another job. Focus on a new career that makes you happy and makes you and provides a lot more focus towards your mental health. Because, hey, those are the two things that matter. Not money, it's your mental health and your happiness. So this is definitely a hard topic for me and... This is specifically on food. So I've had a lot of issues specifically with food and body weight when I was younger in high school and especially entering college at Denison. And of course, I had experienced that some what nowadays, too. So I would always monitor my food, you know, look at the scale and wonder why I was getting bigger and then also trying to lower down my weight. I I realized the scale wasn't really helping at all. I wouldn't really starve myself, which is anorexia or purge and throw up, which is a sign of bulimia. But I always was focusing on what food goes in and what food makes me fat. And I just developed a bad relationship between what foods I should eat and what foods I shouldn't eat, etc., etc. For me, it just developed a bad relationship with food and my body weight. And now... To be honest with you, I rarely look at the scale. So I I look at it probably monthly. And I don't really, I I never, I don't track what I eat now. I used to track it on my fitness pal and I don't track that anymore. But the biggest thing that I do is I focus on what foods give me energy and what foods that don't. And I really focus on eating what I enjoy, eating at 80% full, and then focusing on eating foods high in nutritional value. I'm not 100% perfect, all right? I'll go to Burger King when I crave a fucking burger, McDonald's, or even Buffalo Wild Wings. But if I do, I'll try to drink a smoothie, eat greens, or take a multivitamin at one of my meals. I always take a multivitamin anyways, every day. Uh, I try to. And then also, I try to take a calcium supplement because I don't get a lot of calcium in my body. And then also, I try to take a fiber supplement because i don't get enough fiber in my body as well so i try to try to eat as much food that makes me energized but also i try to eat the foods that are high in nutrients and that hit the macronutrients carbs proteins and fats 
and then also the micronutrients. The big ones are magnesium, potassium, etc. And if you have any issues with eating, definitely look into an eating disorder specialist. I'm not a professional, but I would also advise taking out the scale and also taking out monitoring your food. Now, if those things don't really cause a bad relationship with you between food and body weight, then I would say you can probably still use those stuff. But for me, they really developed a bad relationship and I'm still trying to, to recover from that. But that's what I have to say specifically on that. This was an insane book. Powerful. I loved it. And I cannot believe I read such a great book in 2022. There was a period of time where I was like, okay, when is there going to be a book that I read that's going to be really good? And this was it. So I just reviewed I'm Glad My Mom Died. I've discussed what I liked about the book, what I disliked about the book, and any lessons I got from the book. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that'll be it for the episode. Thank you. If you guys want an update of what I am reading currently, definitely check out my Goodreads page and the Instagram at Johnny's Book Reviews. If you guys want a written review over what I I read, definitely check out johnnysbookreviews.com. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.